the one thing I would leave people with is uh, to trust yourself. You know, a lot of people tell us what to do, how to do, what to do, and they don't really encourage us to trust ourselves. And inside we are able to access, you know, an inner knowing, something we know we need to do or we know this is the best way for us. And so trust yourself, trust yourself, follow yourself. You don't need to follow a million people. You can follow you and uh, you'll find your way. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, 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 come on in again today. It's time for us to get some education. Hey, like the education? Get some education. You know, education too there. Okay, on how we can have a better life. How we continue when we hit a struggle in our life that we can get through it and move forward in life. And then we can help the person ahead of us. We can pay it, pay it forward, right? Pass it on and help them as well. So a hundred years from now, someone's saying something that it could have generated from you from a hundred years earlier. So you can continue on your legacy that way. All right. Today, we're going to talk to Sandra Stream. And she is involved with what's called the Courage Circle, where she encourages other people in many different ways to have a good life. So welcome to the show, Sandy Stream. Thank you so much, James. Happy to be here. I'm glad you're here too. I enjoy I enjoy doing these little talks and everything. Not that uh, I'm not an Oprah or anything like that, but uh, uh, <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, maybe I can build up to be something kind of like her. Yeah, well, be yourself. It sounds like you're doing something you really like and you believe in. So good for you. <laughs> so I was telling the other well, the last podcast I did, but the other people I've told is the reason I started a podcast is. About 12, 14 years ago, I attempted suicide. I mm. wanted out of here so that bad. I wanted out of here so bad. I attempted suicide three times in three days oh. to get out. And oh, wow. so when you live through your suicide attempt, you have to see a psychiatrist, psychologist, something mm. to get through. And he's the one who encouraged me that obviously God wasn't ready to take me. I still have a purpose. And then I started this podcast thinking, People's heard my story. People's been through me. They're tired of hearing what I have to say. So let's get other people up here, get their message out. So I'm providing a platform for you and others to reach out, touch other people, and help encourage and have a better life with them. Very nice. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Sandy, again, thank you for being here. Now, what is this courage circle that you do? Uh, the actual real Courage Circle was actually just a picture I drew on my own wall. It was uh, during COVID. I was struggling myself in many aspects and relationship and other aspects. And I just didn't feel well uh, in anything and everything that was going on. And so I painted a circle in my living room, literally on the wall, and decided I'm going to sit here and figure out how to live and what to do. And I spent a lot of time uh, with myself and with papers and watching meditations, talks, anything and everything I can get my hands on, basically. And 
uh, started doing like sanity notes. So I had like many notes all over the place for different subjects. Um, and slowly the pieces were starting to come together. It was not one thing. It was many things that came together. And so I decided to compile them into a book, which I called The Courage Circle. And it has these pieces to the puzzle. So it, my puzzle, right? It doesn't mean it's the same as everyone else's. Everyone has different pieces, but there certainly must be some overlap, I assume, because we're human. And um, so then after I published my book, I decided, well, I'm going to do um, some courage circles for real with people. And so it's been several months now that I meet with a group of people, different people show up every time. And we discuss a lot of these topics and we do so um, in a very specific environment. And that's what really matters, right? The environment that we discuss topics um, is really important. And most of the time people are uh, interacting with each other with, in a way that's very unhealthy and not conducive to getting better or feeling better in life because the interactions are um, not healthy and not respectful, not uh, listening appropriately and all kinds of things like that. So I try to create an environment where we truly can um, open and look at different things and talk to each other without having the stress of um, anyone, you know, demeaning each other or dismissing each other, all the other things that seem to be rampant um, in our society, which uh, are not conducive to um, growing and feeling well. Well, we need to be in a safe environment where we know what we say we can trust, that people are not going to ridicule us, they're not going to stab us behind the back, that um, they're there to help better me as well as me help bettering someone else. And so, yeah, you're right, definitely right about we need to be in a place where we can feel safe to be able to open up instead of bottling everything in until the cork explodes. Yeah, and I can certainly understand people uh, bottling things up, right? A lot of people don't have anyone who can listen to them in an appropriate way, right? Just... Um, even down to back to childhoods, most people didn't have parents who are willing to listen and uh, to your feelings. Busy life. Yeah, and not, uh, and even if they would listen, what comes in return? Do they just tell you what to do or dismiss it or whatever? Or do they give space for all feelings, with, whether it's anger or sadness, and allow them and listen to them and learn from them and all that? Or was it seen as something bad or something awful? And therefore people will tend to, you know, bottle it up and even shame themselves for having feelings like, Oh, I shouldn't feel this. I shouldn't feel that. Oh yeah. And um, that's our, not, a, yeah. <laughs> we're our worst critic own worst critic. We are, uh, we want to throw the bad things, harsh things and multiply it by a thousand when really it wasn't as bad as we make it out to be. Yeah. And, you know, where did we learn to be um, hard on ourselves, right? So that comes from probably other people were hard on us or continued to be hard on us. So we never learned um, how to be soft on ourselves and kind to ourselves. It's just many people have not been exposed to that. And so this is something that even if you didn't learn when you were younger or in your environment, it's certain some, you know, something we can learn to do. Um, to be soft to ourselves and kind to ourselves, but 
this doesn't mean um, weak. You know, soft is not the same mm -hmm. as weak. Mm -hmm. Actually, we can be very strong at the same time as very soft. So we could be very strong in terms of uh, keeping our boundaries or, you know, what we allow in our life or what we, what kind of relationships we're willing to accept or all kinds of things. So we can be very strong at the same time, but also very kind with um, ourselves and with others um, when people are struggling or when we are struggling. So if you're having a bad day, no point saying, oh, I'm having a bad day. I should be doing this. There's no, you know, and being hard on yourself instead of why not say, gosh, I'm really having a bad day. How can I help myself today? What can I do for myself today? You know, that's being kind or, you know, you can imagine, you know, a kind grandmother, for example, um, be a kind grandmother to yourself or be a, a good best friend to yourself instead. And that will be much more helpful than perpetuating um, the harshness that probably is a learned thing from whoever was harsh to you in your life. And there are many people who might have been that way. And so you think that this is an appropriate way to treat yourself. But maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's not appropriate to be harsh with yourself. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier about, you know, as a child, that maybe we're having something not going right. And we may or may not have a mom or dad that may or may not have time to listen, okay? Uh, because life is busy, they're working, they got to get things ready for supper, getting everything ready for you to go to bed, to go to school, whatever. And so we may or may not have. Uh, but uh, I tell people that I'm very blessed in an area that I never met my real dad. My mom and him divorced before I was one years old. And he never sent a birthday card, never sent a Christmas card. He died when I was... 12 he died at age 35 so never met him um but my mom had remarried and this man uh stepfather but i, I tell people he was my dad i said he loved me when i needed it and he sure busted my butt when i needed it and so we can't bust butts anymore today but uh he he, he kept me straight and <laughs> and kept me on the right path that uh, and trust me, I was one of them that veered off that road quite a bit and had to be brought back. And um, but again, like you said, when I'm having a hard day, rough time, he was there to comfort to make things easier as well. So mm -hmm. I was blessed in that area that my mom remarried a man like him. Yeah, so you were lucky if you had someone who was listening to you or comforting you and whatever. Not everybody has had those. Exactly. Not know, everybody has that. Yeah, but we can do it to ourselves. So this is what I'm here to share. Like, even if we didn't have this in our life, we can learn to give that to ourselves. actually. live our, Give ourselves, um, you know, compassion and listening and love and support and everything. You know, hopefully there's other people around as well, but. Um, even if not, it's not something that we're not able to uh, feel in ourselves for ourselves. How often do you meet with this group? Um, either once or twice a week. And every okay. single week we have a completely different topic and we just discuss different topics of interest. Right. So it could be, you know, I set the topic. But well, I was um, gonna, oh, OK, OK. That, yeah. that's the guy. I was wondering, did y'all just throw in a piece of note in a in a <laughs> <laughs> in a bucket and what everybody else wants to talk about and y'all draw it out. Uh, do you already come prepared is what I was going to ask. Um, how do you know what topic people are interested in? 
Do they fill out a questionnaire when they're new coming um, in? And well, sometimes just, I just, just uh, yeah, I get inspired a little bit by previous uh, conversations of the previous circle, and then I, you know, during the circle, I'm like, oh, that's a good topic. Why don't we talk mm-hmm. about this one next time? For example, yeah. so in one of the topic, um, someone was saying, well, the best thing is to let go of your needs and you know, not be so whatever about the needs. And another person said, no, I thought it's really important to know your needs. Or So I'm like, you know what, next circle, our topic will be, what do I actually need? What do I need? So that was well, the topic yeah, of the next circle. Uh, the first one you said about not the needs, uh, to me, there's a difference in the needs and, you know, wants. And so I think the wants is the one that you say, you know, but the needs, yeah, we had, we, we need things for a reason and for purposes. Yeah, most people have not, as far as I know, do not spend time um, I'm just really deeply looking for what they need. You know, they spend time thinking about what others need. Okay, my mom needs this. My kids need this. This one needs that. But they don't really spend time with themselves to see what do I need and then really um, try to get their own needs met. You know, maybe uh, they didn't, Maybe they didn't get taken care of so well before, so they didn't think it's important to make your needs met or, or to have yourself taken care of. And so you're not in that habit of looking for your needs and ensuring that you try to get them met, whatever they need. Maybe you need more friends or maybe you need quiet time. Maybe you need rest. Um, so and making your needs important in to do and to take care of yourselves important. So that was that topic, but other times we have, you know, every topic is different. Every week is very interesting. So, um, do you have topics where people are crying when they're going out the door? Yeah, I mean, every just where, just where they they they've opened up and they realized, yeah. and um, and then some of them may be just tears of joy, but yeah. um, but uh, I can see where someone. They may now they open up just listening and mm-hmm. then learning and then they're thinking about things. Yeah. So I, I'm just wondering, is it a lot of emotions through this? Um, you know, mostly sometimes people display emotions, but obviously there's nothing wrong with having emotions. No, there's in not. In my view. Um, but no, so people not. do display um, some sadness or some whatever, but all emotions. So sometimes other people encourage each other or if someone, that's what's become very beautiful. I think in the circle that when someone does express something difficult, it's not just me, it's others as well that Mm -hmm. will step up and try to encourage the other person to, you know, not give up or, you know, see what they can do, um, but not rescue them. Right. So there, it's not really, um, you know, something, important to realize it's not really your job to go rescue other people supporting other people yes support is different but to constantly rescue other people might be sometimes an indication that you know you get your own self-esteem from always like helping others and doing things for others and that's not a, a deep innate feeling of um you know it's um well it, it's like you need to do something in order to feel good inside. And what's really good to try to figure out or to feel for yourself is how to feel good about yourself, even if you do nothing. You know, why do we need to perform in life in order to get some kind of rank to 
be a human being or a valuable human being. And so um, if we're able slowly to realize that we have innate value, regardless of anything we do or say, regardless of our titles, how many kids we have or not have, dogs, cats, or anything else, even though the society is maybe not operating this way, it might not be the truth. You know, the truth is what's internal, what each person feels. And if you start to just feel your value um, and who you are deeply without all the other stuff around, then you don't necessarily need to perform things, right? You don't necessarily need to do things, but you might end up doing a lot, Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't come from the place of, oh, I have to fill myself because I'm I'm not good enough and I need to do this and this and this to prove something um, in this world. I think we should throw out the lifeline to offer to help, but yeah. it's up for the others to accept it, to take, yeah. take, grab, and go. And they may not because they don't feel it's time for them. Mm-hmm. Um other things they're doing. But again, we shouldn't have to go in to to try to be the superhero. Yeah. But I think, like you said, we should be there to support them. And then when they're ready, we can help. Yeah, we could. And even that, if we want to, right, maybe we're not always in a position to support others. First, we need to take care of ourselves, make sure we're okay. And only once we're okay, maybe this has been your journey. I don't know you well, James, but maybe only once you felt now, okay, my cup is full and I'm feeling okay, then now perhaps it's time to help and support others. But to just drain yourself to, you know, 1% by helping others, maybe that's not healthy, right? To not take care of yourself. Very not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that goes back to, uh, I really believe it's this single parent life, uh, mostly would be the women, I'm guessing, that drains themselves because you got to make sure all the kids are fed, make sure they got their homework done, make sure that they get a good night's sleep so they can get ready for the next day. And then I got to get sleep so I can go to work. And then, and then they drain themselves till they get sick. And then they neglect seeing a doctor because they're so worried, concerned about the others. And you know, as well as I do, if you can't take care and help yourself, you're no good to no one else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Maybe single moms, they do have a big load, as do many other people, you know, who are taking on big responsibilities. So I, well, when I say I, single parent, I mean mm-hmm. uh, single dads as well. Yeah. OK, but it's even hard, in a, yeah. even in a traditional home, I can see the wife being the one to make sure the husband's clothes is clean and he's fed and he's got to watch his TV shows before he goes to bed and where they don't give enough time for themselves to recuperate and get their self straight, uh, strengthen. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It could be in any context, I guess, where if we don't take care of ourselves, right. And it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves, but it's a complex thing, right? Why, why not to do that? What messages did you learn in your life? Um, that gave you the indication that you are not a priority or not important. So it's more about figuring out this inside feeling, right? And then you would want to take care of yourself because you feel like you matter in this world, and everyone does, but it's a feeling that they need to discover, I guess, in themselves. 
Um, yeah, an example I want to give with this is um, uh, even I talked about my dad and everything. He died when I was 16. Uh, we only had him for 10 years in my life. So my mom hmm. raised three boys basically by herself. Wow. So years ago, her mother, my grandmother, had moved in with us because she started getting dementia. Hmm. My mom got real sick because she was working all the time. Thinks she's taking care of us, even though all three, all three boys have grown up. We're working, but she's still trying to take care of us, trying to take care of her mother. So she got in the hospital real sick. And the oh. doctor said, we need to get you an ICU for a while to let your body recover. And she says, told him, says, I got to get home to, to take care of my mother and the boys. And he says, Hey, if you want to go home and die, I can't stop you. Like, mm-hmm. and then, so then she, she stayed, um, yeah, in the hospital then, but mm. uh, she she felt that she had to do so much. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that so that's my example of why I'm, yeah. I'm not just saying women, women only. No, that, I think you're what I, that's you're what emphasizing I with your mom. Yeah, yeah, you're you're understanding. You know what your mom experienced, and I guess I don't want to put words in your mouth, but really seeing that it's important for moms to take time for themselves and take care of themselves, um, not only everyone around them. So I totally get that. That's right. Yep. Yeah. If yeah. again, if you're not healthy and not take care of yourself, you're not going to be around to help the next person that yeah. you were wanting to help anyway. So. Yeah. But we, you know, we don't learn that, right, James? I mean, probably you as well. Like we think um, self-love or self-care is selfish. We're taught that, that you're being yes. selfish instead of seeing it as a responsibility. Instead of seeing it as selfish, it's actually a responsibility. So it's a different we might have not gotten that message, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the, I wanted to mention earlier, and I forgot how it was brought up, but I was thinking that, uh, you know, we have, we've been taught that we should forgive others yeah. that we perceived had wronged us. Mm-hmm. And we should ask for forgiveness when we realize, or if they come and tell us we've, we've harmed them, you know. But the one thing that I think needs to be taught more and we're talking about here is we need to learn to forgive ourselves yes you know we'll we'll beat ourselves to death on something that happened 50 years ago and still bringing it up today instead of going yeah learn from it move on don't let it happen again but we still want to beat ourselves to death with it yeah that's another way of being hard of ourselves. and again like I, i i really feel this comes from like feeling yourself in a deep way aside from your titles or this, or even your mistakes, like feeling yourself, you know, some people like to use the word, the soul, the spirit, your energy, whatever you are, just a you, and separating that from certain behaviors you might have done and just understanding your behaviors. So you might have said, okay, well, I understand why I made that mistake, separating that from the you, you know, it's not attached to you, it's just a behavior or a mistake. And so, if you acknowledge mistakes, it doesn't affect you inside. You're still good. You know, you didn't try to do that mistake. Maybe you were just ignorant at the time about something, or maybe you um, were overwhelmed. And uh, who knows? You know, there's many reasons. If you get to know yourself, you would know exactly why that mistake would have happened. And so, again, if you're soft on yourself instead of hard, you would be able to see, oh, I know I did that. You know, I was just 
going through this and that, and it was a mistake. And, you know, I did the best I can at that time. And now I learned and now I'll, you know, not do that again, or maybe I'll apologize, but not to hurt yourself for that, not to be hard on yourself for that. Instead, you can understand yourself. It's it's a different approach to understand yourself, why you've done things, why you, you know, why anything that has happened has happened. You know yourself best, actually, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm having an epiphany here. Okay. <laughs> hey, for the ones that don't know, that doesn't mean I'm going to the bathroom. I'm having an epiphany. Okay. I mentioned this before we got started here, before we got on air, that uh, did you have a podcast? And you, oh, no, no, I don't know, no, no. Okay, you need to get a podcast. All right. Now, here's what you need to do to make it easy on you when you're meeting with your group, have an audio. That way everybody's interacting together and then upload it. There's the episode. <laughs> and then other people come in listening. They're hearing not only you with your advice and what's going on, but to hearing other people give their two cents in and interacting uh, together. I think that would be a pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I love the idea that you're saying for sure in the room that when we're sitting together, one of the reasons people are very open is because it's private, right? There is no phones, no recording. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. It's just private. And so people maybe are more comfortable. But I agree with you. People hearing each other is very, very powerful. Like they're not learning from me sitting at the front of the circle. They're all yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah from each other. So maybe I'll ask them one day That's if, when you get if that anybody minds, uh, yeah. If anybody That's minds recording at least the audio, maybe not the video, maybe I can ask them if people are interested. Well, and, and again, is you, you, um, uh, well, you being a lawyer, you would write up a little contract that, you know, that they're giving permission, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, just don't give your name. Yeah, uh, I mean, your audience, yeah. uh, you have to give your name at the beginning. So people relate with you with yeah. your podcast, the courage circle. Uh, but the other people just don't give their name and nobody mentions a name. Well, thank you for thinking of that. I think, well, for now, I'm going to try. The next step is to, many people have asked me to make it online. So mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do the circle online and see it's not, it won't be the same as in person. It's different. But I think a lot of the topics can still be discussed. So those are scheduled to start in uh, end of June, the online ones. And we'll see. And that way anyone could join now from you anywhere. Can <laughs> you can record that. Record yeah. that. If and you people, put it up on your yeah. podcast. Yeah. Put the yeah. audio up. I'll see if people so, are comfortable. I will. Okay. Now, mm. I understand what you're saying. That uh, if they know that someone's not going to pinpoint them out by yeah. their voice. Hmm. Um, I got this one friend that, uh, she's got a story. Oh boy, does she got a story. Uh -huh. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't want it on any, any woman. Mm. And, and this happened when she was six years old. She was telling me all oh. this, uh, but she didn't want to, uh, where you said you can tell my, what my voice said, uh, I'm from the South. Yes. Um, she is more pronounced. Whoa. That people might be able to back home figure out who she is. And right. so she doesn't want to, uh, even though we wouldn't use her name, she doesn't want to because of her. Okay. Uh, well, that. So I, so I, I, yes, I do yeah. too. And I understand that. So, mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. So what's, uh, what's next? You got your big starting in June, you said, uh, with yeah. your, 
uh, starting online and from there. Yeah, from there, uh, we'll see. Because for me, actually, I mean, this is not about, I mean, I love doing the circles for sure. And, um, you know, I do believe in the content and the things that I've learned that I've put together in the book. But for me, it's really more, um, my motivation is a bit more activism to mm -hmm. try to have our world be um, just a more uh, healthy, whatever piece of the world I end up touching, so be it. But just to, you know, share these things, because uh, in my view, every person that feels better themselves ends up being a positive player in the world um, because they feel well. So um, whatever part I can play in teaching or facilitating or encouraging someone to arrive at that in themselves um, I do believe, you know, the peace in our world will come from that, not from other external things. So really learning yes. how to internally feel well mm -hmm. is really where uh, how we can create peace in the world by creating it in ourselves first. And so, so there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you come up with the to be the courage circle, OK, uh, brought to you by Sandy Oprah Stream. <laughs> Okay. There you go. So when you, you. so when you start uh, giving cars away, throw one my way. Okay, so, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sandy. I appreciate uh, uh, being here. Boy, I could talk to you. You're you're sure. easy. To, you're easy to talk with. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been. I've had a few, very few, where I'm pulling their teeth out to get there, and they want to be on my show. They've contacted me, but then okay. I'm pulling their teeth trying to get them to. Give me some information. Oh, but, uh, really? You're okay. you're very easy. Uh, apparently, you're comfortable uh, in what you're doing, and, and that makes things easier to be out there and 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 from there. Well, I think it's um, you know that's part of the like I said. There's so many pieces to the puzzle, right? To arrive at feeling well, but part of it is um, learning to feel just comfortable with yourself, completely mm -hmm. being yourself, and that is no easy thing to do in our world. You know, everyone is telling you how to be and what to do and what to feel and, you know, a lot of things. So to really um, be able to sit and stand in your own um, decisions, your own choices, your own way is not an easy thing to arrive to. So now I'm, I'm feeling quite comfortable because all I have to do is come on your show and be myself. I don't really need to do anything else. And But that's not something that I've always um, felt in such a comfortable way. So that takes... Uh, you know, like I said, many pieces to the puzzle. That's right. Uh, why you're doing what you do and how you do it and and looking at yourself deeply in order to be able to just be in the world. Good deal. Yeah. All right, Sandy. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on here and giving us a, a brief introduction on what's going on. And it uh, sounds like things are going amazingly well. And uh, you're, you're definitely helping people, from what I can tell, uh, from here. And so it's 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 a uh, it's a good feeling when you know that someone's finally got that aha and they can better themselves and and you feel good about themselves. So it's appreciated. Sandy, if you want to take a few minutes here, a few seconds, whatnot, to give out your social medias, the name of your book, uh, if at the end of June, how someone might be able to get with your online. Uh, maybe I can get a link to put on here or something. Uh, uh, yeah, it's very started. simple. Yeah, I only use the website. So it's thecouragecircle.com. And there 
It links to the meetup if you want to join. So there's a Montreal one and a Toronto one, but you can join even if you're not from Montreal or Toronto. Mm -hmm. And so there's the information on the online group. It's free. So whoever wants to join could join there. Um, or the information about the book is there, which is also called The Courage Circle, or if someone just wants to contact me for whatever reason. So it's uh, thecouragecircle.com, and I'd be happy to have anybody join. Or you can go back and get Sandy Oprah stream. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, all right, you, again, appreciate everybody else, and I'll take uh, your uh, website and stuff like that and put in the show notes to help people click and find you easier that easier from much. there and so we appreciate you being here and enjoyed everything now saying to you last thing here we know that people are hurting and struggling today and if you could leave us with a powerful message to get through today that'd be a blessing uh the one thing i would leave people with is uh to trust yourself you know a lot of people tell us what to do how to do what to do and they don't really encourage us to trust ourselves and inside we are able to access, you know, an inner knowing, something we know we need to do, or we know this is the best way for us. And so trust yourself, trust yourself, follow yourself. You don't need to follow a million people. You can follow you and uh, you'll find your way. You follow you, then eventually people are going to catch on to your courage and they'll be following you. Yes, courage is contagious, that's for sure. Uh, that's right. Everybody <laughs> else, thank you. You know, someone needs some inf information that can get out to Sandy and need to watch this on building some encouragement in other areas of life, be sure to pass this on. Other than that, hey, I'm Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast for motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at professorofperseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.